The things that we see in the adults around us when we're kids set a tone for what we're willing to accept or what we think is possible in relationships. And so I spent years in relationships where I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't care enough about my own experience to take a stand for more possibility and intimacy and connection. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome to episode 25. We're going to be talking about a tender topic today, which is, should I stay or should I go? When that question comes up inside of a relationship, it can be very painful and challenging and confusing and unclear. So we're going to get into that topic. Before we get into the content, we want to invite you to join us over at kristavanderveer.com. We created a newsletter there that includes all of the geeky and fun tips, tricks, and things that Will and I use to optimize our partnership, to stay connected, to stay healthy, to try and sleep at night, all the things that we know that our we needs to stay on mission and deeply connected. So if you're interested in joining us there, you can go to kristavanderveer.com. We decided to do an episode on the question, should I stay or should I go inside of a relationship? And first we wanna acknowledge how painful that question can be, whether it's a constant question, whether it pops up here and there. Both Will and I have experienced this question in different ways in our previous relationships. And looking back, I can just see how heartbreaking, lonely, and confusing that time was for me. And Will, I know you had a similar experience of challenge with that question in your own system. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very painful. And in my case, with a child at home, it makes things even more complicated. I'm sure there are listeners tuning in who are in that situation where it's even more difficult to imagine leaving, even if the situation is very painful. Absolutely. There's a lot of scenarios in which one could be asking this question. So maybe we'll just name some of the scenarios that we're aware of, but I'm sure there's a, a lot more. There's probably a very obvious question inside of a relationship that's abusive on some level, whether that's slightly emotionally abusive or blaringly obviously abusive in some form, that this question would pop up. And I just want to acknowledge that inside of a, an abusive relationship, it can be extremely challenging to navigate this question. I feel a lot of tenderness and care for the people who are in emotional abusive or physical abusive relationships. Same here. It can go against our instincts to take care of ourselves. 
as weird as that may sound, to put others in front of us is a learned habit that many of us, myself included, can can really relate to, uh, to our own expense and self-neglect, really. Yeah. Another scenario might be where you feel deeply in love with and connected to your partner, but the two of you don't have an implicit or explicit alignment around what's the purpose of the partnership. And so there's almost like a parallel living lives together inside of a partnership and not a really deep we that you might be craving, knowing is possible. In that scenario, I could see asking the question, is this the right partnership for me? Should I stay? Should I go? What's going on? Right. And then there can be the more acute crises that people face and go through where someone had an affair and got caught or someone was you know, outed looking at pornography that was outside the agreement of the partnership or any number of problems that can acutely develop that would have someone wondering, oh my gosh, do I need to leave this relationship right now? Or there could be the circumstance where there's kind of this ongoing breaking of agreements with each other. And even though you come together, you make the agreements or whatever your form of communication is, and then there's this continual breaking of agreements and not taking responsibility for the impact of that. Right. But yet there's a really amazing connection or you're getting a lot of value at the relationship in other ways. And so it can be confusing, again, of what the heck is going on here and what do I do? Absolutely. I think we could start by talking about that for the kind of relationship that we're after on this podcast and our listeners want to hear about maybe is that we need to have a solid foundation to be able to build something really beautiful and large that can have a big impact in the world. And without that solid foundation, the expression is not going to happen in the same way. And so inside of this question of should I stay or should I go, we think it's really important to create the circumstances where those questions can be asked in a way that's really fruitful and forwarding to the outcome of a solid conviction that you got to the bottom of that question and you got the answer. If there's a lot of chaos or dysregulation or provocative behavior inside the relationship while you're trying to ask that question, it's not conducive to getting to the bottom of it. A solid foundation inside of a partnership would look like both partners being deeply committed to growth and learning and showing up and taking responsibility and having skill sets that you can use to communicate agreements, ways of communicating that work really well for the two of you. What else would you add to a solid foundation at its very base level? Well, that each person is genuinely interested in learning how the other person feels most secure and supported in a partnership, which can look really, really different from how we ourselves feel supported and secure in a relationship. Absolutely that we take our agreements and commitments really seriously and we make every effort not to violate them, that we're willing to take responsibility for the impact when we fall down or we disagree or we get angry at each other. You're reminding me back to previous relationships, which we'll get into where Will and I share our own navigation of this in a previous relationship. But you're reminding me of how tolerant I was at one point of 
broken agreements, things that were said that were going to be done weren't done, cleanups that didn't actually fully happen. I mean, I can see it so clearly now. In the moment back then, it's just like, oh, you know, that old saying of choose your own battles. I'm just going to choose my battles and let the rest be is actually such a different reality from the reality that you and I have created. And the kind of partnership, for those of you who are newer to our podcast, the type of partnership that Will and I are talking about creating is the type of partnership that has the capacity to deeply collaborate, to deeply connect, and to have the relationship be a source of contribution to the world. So we're not just talking about the type of relationship, which there's nothing wrong with this type of relationship, but where there's two people that come together and they love each other, and they're kind of in their own worlds living life, but they're not in a deeply collaborative partnership. Right, or they are only committed to their own private oasis of security, and they're not actively trying to leave the world in a maybe better place than they found it. They don't have a bigger purpose than that. Yeah. So when you're listening to us and you're hearing these questions that we're about to share with you that we feel would be supportive, hopefully, in asking if you're in the question of should I stay or should I go, that's the kind of North Star that we're pointing towards, that kind of relationship. I'd like to come back to what you were saying about tolerating broken agreements because it reminds me of something that I noticed in myself over the years in relationships before our relationship. There was this theme that I think many people can relate to, that the kind of relating that we saw in the family that we grew up in, or in at least in the adults around us, if we didn't have our parents around us, we watched people and we learned how people relate to each other. Maybe we saw people tolerating each other, or we saw snarky comments not get worked through, or we saw someone neglecting someone else that didn't get called out. In my case, I had a mother who, bless her heart, stayed in a marriage for, I was going to say decades. It It wasn't decades. It was more than 10 years of a relationship where my father was absent and unaccounted for and presumed dead at times on the run looking for ways to gamble his way back to paying his debts. Mm. It's a long story, but the point is that I observed a person tolerating Mm. a absent, alcoholic, abusive person. Mm. Why do you think she was tolerating that? I think there were a number of reasons. I mean, one, one thing she really believed was that divorce was bad and that people who got divorced were lesser than people who had long-term relationships. She also was still in love with my dad and hoped in this very almost delusional way that one day he would come back and care for her. Mm. And I think she also used me and my sister as a reason not to get split up with my dad Mm -hmm. because she was concerned about the impact that might have on us. So it's really important to underline this point that the, the things that we see in the adults around us when we're kids set a tone for what we're willing to accept or what we think is possible in relationships. And so 
I spent years in relationships where I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't care enough about my own experience to take a stand for more possibility and intimacy and connection. And we only have what we were shown as far as what's possible. And then we start finding out that it's very painful for some of us to tolerate what we learned from observation as kids. I think what also is true that you and I each had and have was somehow there's a seed planted in our psychology or our hearts possibly that there is a greater possibility inside a relationship. Like we both in some form knew that we wanted something very different. We hoped what we wanted wasn't just a fantasy, that it, we hoped that it existed. And ultimately we chose to, or arrived in the place where we found it, I should say. So for those of you who have that small question in you, despite your history of like, hey, is there something better here? Is there something out there for me that's more collaborative, more co-creative, a relationship that can deeply serve our greatest expressions in the world and contribute to the world? The answer is yes, that is totally possible. That's why Will and I are here sharing. Absolutely. So how about we take a quick break and when we come back, we'll share some questions that might help you, the listener, find some internal answers and we can share how we navigated these questions for ourselves. We'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements. Agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance, and now back to the episode. Before we get into tactics and tools, we want to share a little more about our experiences to illustrate how one way that this, or two ways that this can unfold in two people who, you know, really care about personal growth and awakening and committed to this different way of being in relationship that we stand for and that we came to take a stand for in the past and, you know, we're making it happen now. So for my part, I was in a 20-year marriage before we met and I spent a great deal of time in the question of should I stay or should I go? And it came to a head when, let's see, when the person I was with wanted to live in Hawaii and I wanted to stay in Boulder. And there was a disconnect around what that felt like for each of us in the partnership. She was very happy to be in her own world and go to the beach and have her freedom and do her thing and I was heartbroken and devastated and trying to make it work and go back and forth 
And at a certain point in time, I decided that it was time to really put my staff in the ground and decide that I was going to claim the kind of relationship that I wanted to have in my life, whether she was going to be that person or not. And so I really thought long and hard about setting that ultimatum and it wasn't impulsive. And I went to her and said, we got to get to the bottom of this and I'm willing to spend a year investing in answering the question. And during that year, we did everything there is to do that I could discover or that I knew about. And she was willing to do it. And she did. She did it with me. And by the end of that time, it was abundantly clear that we were misaligned in what we wanted. And I felt at the end that we had done our work. And it felt really satisfying to know that we had looked under every stone and answered the question together. Mm. And it helped that we came to the same conclusion that, in fact, we were misaligned. She wanted a different life from the one that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So we parted ways with a lot of gratitude for all the journeys that we had together and having a wonderful child together and working through a lot of trauma together and learning and growing. And it just wasn't, it wasn't the right fit. And 15 years of asking the question, should I stay or should I go, is totally painful. And finally get to the place of, this is what I stand for and let's figure this out, is very inspiring. And sometimes mm -hmm. it takes us a while. And I do think for those of you who are in the question that there is a process that's unique to each partnership that unfortunately sometimes takes a lot of time or it doesn't, but there is a process that needs to happen to get to clarity. And so if you're in the question, I encourage patience and a lot of deep contact with yourself to find where you are at in terms of your stand for a partnership. Thank you for sharing all of that, Will. Speaking of um, ways to move through a difficult time, I will say that my brother's who stood next to me through that journey were critical for helping me to stay centered in myself and to challenge the hell out of me around my arrogance or my pride or my whatever to help me get back to the work of answering the question. Mm. That's great. For me, it was the partnership previous to the one with Will and before I just speak about it, I just want to say that it's been one of the greatest learnings and gifts that prepared me for Will, which I'm deeply grateful for that relationship. And in the last year of our relationship, there was on and off, in and out, should we stay, should we go, this isn't working. And looking back, what I know now that I didn't know because I'm much more trauma-informed was that there was a lot of trauma inside of the relationship that kept us from being able to pop through to the next level of what I think we both wanted, but it would be this experience of we would deeply connect, we would have alignment, we would be like, okay, yay, we're making it through this. And then the next experience would be almost the polar opposite of defensiveness, of can't align, agreements broken. So I'd be very confused about what was going on. And 
had we had the tools, especially the modern day tools that are now out there for working with trauma, potentially we could have popped through to a different experience. I don't know. But being in the question, the in and out, the emotional ups and downs, the hoping and praying that this is it, and also the fear of this not working out. And again, me being a person who deeply values a relationship, what is that going to look like from the outside? What are people going to think? I had an ego tied up in it. There was a lot going on inside of this relationship. Ultimately, a big part of why we're not in relationship is because he had a sudden death. And one of the greatest gifts from his sudden death was actually learning, at least getting closer to learn how to truly love somebody else. I saw all the ways that I was not collaborative. I saw all the ways that I participated in a challenging relationship. I saw all the ways that I stayed inside of a relationship that was not okay with me. And after he died, I had the same question come up about a year later of, okay, what am I actually standing for here in my life? And my North Star at that moment was the thing that I'm standing for is the type of relationship that I, in my heart somewhere, I deeply know is possible. And that's going to be the thing that leads me forward every day is to find that kind of relationship. So our invitation here that we're going to leave you with are some questions to deeply consider in your particular unique circumstance, in your particular relationship. We would love for you to take into consideration the following questions. So one is one that you brought, Will, which is what do I stand for here? What kind of partnership am I standing for? What kind of relationship am I standing for? Can this partnership fulfill that? Can this person I'm in relationship with, are they capable and willing to do the work to be able to have that kind of relationship? Am I capable and willing to do the work to have that kind of relationship? Do we have the resources, the agreements and the skills to live into that kind of relationship? If not, if we're both willing, where can we get them? What would you add to that, Will? I would add, what am I tolerating that I'm not okay with? How am I subtly contributing to undermining the very thing that I claim I stand for? I love that. How am I co-creating this outcome? What's my part? What am I willing to give up? to have the kind of relationship that I know deep down in my heart is possible or that I want. Here's another one I like to consider. When I'm on my deathbed and look back, will I regret not running after the thing that would bring me the most joy and inspiration in my life, mm. even if I failed to achieve it? One thing that was really hard for me is that I have a tendency to see possibility where it may not lie. And I love that about myself. And inside of looking backwards, I was hooked by the determination that I had, the possibility I could see. And so when there were those moments of gaslighting or broken agreements or trauma in the field, I tended to take a lot on of, oh, I can get us through this. Oh, I can resolve this for us. Oh, I have the skills to X, Y, Z. I was overtaking responsibility inside of the relationship. And so one question that I would have for people listening, are we both mutually taking responsibility for the type and kind of relationship and outcome that we're having? 
because if one partner is undertaking responsibility or overtaking responsibility, and there's not a balance to that, then that's going to be a very challenging uphill hike that you'll be on, from my experience. And you might not even be hiking on the right mountain. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You might want to get on a different trail. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it's very tender, you know, to, to reflect on the ways that we contributed to the outcomes that we created in the past. And it's such a huge opportunity for learning as well. I think that, you know, it's, it's common, I think, for people to enter partnership, long-term partnership marriage, before they've done a lot of work on themselves to understand the imprinting and traumas of childhood and how that limits their vision of what's possible in relationship. And then you get into commitments in a relationship that reflect more of the earlier patterning than what you now are starting to stir inside of you of what you really want. And that moment in a partnership, speaking from my experience in a 20-year marriage, is a, is a painful transition point where you and your partner might make it or you might not. Yeah. There are many of those pivot points that a lot of people can relate to. Another one is when the children leave the house and then what? Now, now what are we supposed to do? Who are we now? That is such a big one. And so when my ex and I were in Stan Tacken's office and I asked him, well, what do you think about the, what's the prognosis for a relationship? And his answer was, I smell death, which was a very memorable statement. That's a verbatim quote. But the next thing he said was, and you are beautiful, wonderful people who want very different things. And he said, we were sitting in his office in California. He said, here in the state of California, this is called a no-fault divorce, where two people want very, very different things. And nobody did anything to hurt anybody else. It's just, Mm. you want different things. And it's a painful truth to admit into your awareness Mm-hmm. When you really love someone, you really care about them, and you've been investing your your time and effort. A lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd like to leave you with encouragement and a bit of a challenge, because in our world, encouragement goes with light challenges from love and care. And the challenge is to consider these questions that Krista shared a couple of minutes ago here. If you're in this question of should I stay or should I go, these are great questions to consider. And we encourage you to take your time with these questions because it can take months and sometimes years to get to the bottom of it. But we'd love to hear your feedback about what you're learning inside of these questions. And a good way to do that is to leave a review in your favorite podcast platform or to reach out to us by email through our website. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If this show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We Podcast.